Welcome to the Release the Weight and Rise podcast, where Matt Travis, Andrea Wickens, and their guests will help you to release the mental, emotional, or physical weight, stopping you from living your best life, and empower you to create sustainable habit changes to transform your mind, body, and lifestyle for good. If you're wanting to increase your energy and confidence, feel more fulfilled, and generate more inner peace, health, and happiness in your life, then this podcast is for you to begin to master your mind and align it with the most sustainable transformation plan designed just for you. Welcome. We are so glad that you're here. All right, folks, we are back for episode number eight. And this week we are getting into, I think, my favorite thing to talk about, and I could probably talk for hours about this, which is habits and just how powerful they are. And we're specifically going to get deeper into subconscious habits and how much control they have over your life. So Andy, when we think, when you think of habits, what, what, what do you think of? (laughs) Uh, I think of what I do every single day, you know, and what what I don't do. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Right. Because I yeah. feel it's interesting, like when I started getting into the world of habits and specifically subconscious habits, I, I found that people uh, don't necessarily like talking about it or like digging into it because they either have a good or bad feeling about, you know, habits. And a lot of people don't think about the good habits they have. They think about uh, the, I like to think of them as functional and non-functional, not good or bad, functional or non-functional. So uh, they think of the non-functional or aka bad habits that they've been trying to break. Don't know why they can't break them. Why does this keep happening? Right. And they get stuck. So today I hope to be able to, you know, we hope to be able to give you some insights into how to shift habits because we've helped people shift tons of different habits over our career. And it's totally possible. And I think there's some things that people just need to know first. Mm-hmm. So is there anything that you feel like you've noticed when it comes to habits that either aggravates you or, or challenges you or you've found has been difficult for, for your clients? Uh, yes. So first of all, I want to say that when you asked me that, you are absolutely right. I went to my non-functional Everybody does. We always think about the bad. Yeah, it's fascinating. It's funny, right? (laughs) Isn't it? Um, And so with my clients, when I think about habits, I would say it's definitely the non-functional. I would say that they spend more energy, time, and thoughtfulness on the non-functional versus the functional. And they absolutely will say good and bad because that, again, has been programmed, right? Since, Since we were five or younger. Uh, So, and, and probably the fact that they may get away from those habits Mm -hmm. and start to get on a really good path. And then something comes along and knocks them right back and they are back in that habit. And that is the cycle that I see them going through consistently. So that is a great segue because that leads to the fact of what a habit really is. And a lot of people don't know that, you know, 
all habits are subconscious and they are, it's there, there's neural pathways that are created in our, in our brain that are adopted. They adopt this habit, whatever it is. And we can, we can change our habits and we can change our identity and we can change these things. And if you find that, so let's just use, let's say you're trying to eat better. Let's just use that as an example. And you still have that old neural pathway that's going to keep that old eating habit there in case you want to use it ever again. <laughs> and if you find that this is what happens, a lot of people, and I hate the word fall off the wagon. It's my least favorite because that's all a standards issue, which we'll get into in another episode. But it's when people fall off the wagon, it really just means they started, they, they went back to that old habit. They went back to that old identity, the old way of being. And therefore uh, it's hard to get back to the, the new identity and the new habits and the new patterns that you're trying to create. So it takes time and really habit. When you think about it, folks, it's when you're, it's just what you do. It's just, it's part of who you are. And uh, I love the saying, you don't get what you want, you get your habits. So if we want to change our life and we want to transform at any level, and we want to release any kind of mental, emotional, and physical weight and rise to the occasion, we have to, we have to begin with our habits. We have to take a peek at them. So step one, we just need to become aware. Notice the theme there, folks. We, it's all about this awareness thing. And so, but the thing is, some people aren't aware of their habits because they're just not really watching themselves. They're not aware of what they do. So it's just paying attention and you can kind of see your habits. This is a great way for anybody to, to take a peek at their habits. Just look at what you have or don't have in your life. Look at what you have or don't have in your life. So if you have, um, if you have really good health, you probably have really good healthy habits, right? If you have, um, you know, if you have financial abundance, there's probably good money habits. If you have really good relationships, you probably have good relationship habits. So it's just taking a peek at where, where that's at. Now that's not always the case with every single one of those things, but it's just a good place to start taking a peek at it. Um, I was the reason I said, made that caveat there is because uh, when I was thinking about relationships, I know that it takes two to tango, right? It, it takes two people to be sure uh, on board in relationships. So you might be doing your part and you might have good habits around that, but the other person might not. So that there is, there is part that you have to be aware of. And um, it's just a good place to start. And I always like people to think about starting with just one, picking one. Figure out what's the number one that is causing the biggest problem or holding you back from what you're ultimately trying to achieve. Because then you have, a, you have a place to start and it's not overwhelming. Everyone tries to change all their habits. They're like, I always think of New Year's Eve, right? I'm going to start three <laughs> diets, join two gyms, quit smoking, build a business. <laughs> All, all, of, the things. all the things, all the things, <laughs> and then two weeks in, they're like the rest of the 92%. And the reason 92% of new year's resolutions fail is because it's not a habit yet. It's not a subconscious habit yet. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times people do this, right? They figure out what their, the, 
non-functional habit is. They're like, okay, I want to change this. And they try to willpower it away. They try to grit it, hard work, determination, willpower it to go away and stop. And how good does that work, Andy? Right. So they, and they're trying to override what's ultimately blocking them without being aware of, of the block. Yeah. So they're headed down a pathway somewhat blind. Yeah without a plan, when you come up against an obstacle, yep. what you're going to do to overcome that and to stay the course. So again, yeah, the, the awareness piece is, I say, if that's something that people could first start to do before they pick one thing, one habit, just be aware. Yeah. And you can even ask other people, like they might be able to tell you what their bad habits, what your bad habits are. Like if you're not aware, um, I mean, that's, that's my favorite reason for hiring a coach is to have them see what I'm doing because they'll be able they'll be like, Hey, did you notice you do X, Y, Z? And I'm like, hmm. I'm like, okay. Um, so, so it's just getting aware or, or having an outsider's perspective of the habits that you partake in. And then understanding that there, you, you need to approach this from a, a brain-based uh, standpoint, because if you are trying to willpower it and grit it and do all of those things, that's just not part of your identity. And also getting an idea of where the habit began can also help you change it and transition it. I mean, that's one of my favorite parts of what I do with rapid transformation therapy is helping people uh, understand where it all started, where the habit began, because once you can understand where it began, you can understand what was the antecedent, what was the uh, thing that ultimately triggered the habit to begin. Mm. And a lot of times that's still the, tr- that's still the trigger to create the habit. Sure. And, and, and thinking, you know, when you talk about rapid transformation and all of those neural pathways are so embedded and so deep because between the ages of two and seven, we're, we're essentially functioning on our subconscious to pick up our habits. So if you are 30 years old, you've been running on that habit for how many years? Totally. Yeah. Which is really interesting. And it's, you know, I think sometimes we can get caught up when we know this information we immediately go to, oh, am I ever going to be able to, will I yeah. ever, can yeah. I, all those yep. things. So yeah. that is cool. Yeah. It's uh, the transformation therapy is unbelievable way yeah. to tap into that. Definitely. And it's also something interesting. So let's say your habit is um, let's say you're trying to build a business or something like that. And you're, you're, you're like, oh, I want to be more present. I want to get out there more. I want to network more. I want to, you know, and this could be the same for relationships. I want to go date more. And yet you have an identity and a habit of not doing that, right? That's not part of what you do, how you do it, who you are, all these things. And your subconscious habit is like, no, we're going to stay safe. We're going to stay in a room. We're not going to go live on Facebook. We're not going to uh, we're not going to go and go on dating sites and dating apps. We're not going to do those things. And then it will sell you a bunch of the stories your automatic negative stories, thought stories that are just keeping you in that place where it just keeps the habit running because the habit doesn't know, like 
it doesn't know good, bad, right, wrong, helpful, or unhelpful. It just runs, folks. It knows that you've been doing it for so long that it's like, hey, this keeps us alive, doesn't it? That's what it's that's what its job is, is to keep. Uh, if you had to think about everything that you did every single day all the time, life would be very difficult. It would be very hard. So when you wake up in the morning and the first thing that you do is grab for your cell phone, because that's a habit that you've developed, it just runs because it makes sense and it's familiar. If it's, I go to the bathroom and then I go put the coffee on and then I go do this and that thing. I mean, look at what you do each and every day. I bet it's the same most days other than maybe the, on the weekends, it might be a little bit different, but it's usually the same most days. And it's because we have the antecedent then the behavior and then the consequence. And usually a habit has uh, a consequence that is, has some sort of reward and is favorable, even though you might not like it, but it's been helping you in some way, shape or form for a very long time. Right. So, so let's, speak, yeah. So I was just going to say, speaking of when you said running, how many people, when they think about exercise, have said, yeah. I'm not a runner. I've said it. I know I've said it. Yet yeah. I've done <laughs> triathlons. I don't, I don't ride bikes yet. I did triathlons. As long as you are running, you are a runner. It doesn't yes. matter if it's day one or day 101. You're yeah. a runner. Absolutely. If you're running, you are a runner. <laughs> folks. <Yes>. It's what <laughs> you do. It's what you're doing <laughs> right then and there. You might not. It, that's where our mind gets us all jacked up. Like we don't, we do it's, 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 creating these stories around how, what it thinks we are supposed to be doing. And that's why we begin and end there, folks. So, mm -hmm. so let's talk about the pattern. Let's go through it from beginning to end so that mm -hmm. we can help you break through it, folks. So uh, basically what happens is the trigger happens, whatever the trigger is. Let's just use, I'm going to use smoking for an example, because I think people yes. can really wrap their head around that one. That was right? one I had too. Yeah. Yeah. So like people can understand this one really well. So let's think about when most people smoke. Like when you think about a smoker, usually there's something that triggers that smoking. And I could think of three big ones that all of uh, people that I've known, my mother was a heavy smoker for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of uh, friends in college. So I can think of these people that smoked and the three things that triggered the antecedent and the urge was coffee hmm. then the second is driving and then the third is drinking so alcohol mm -hmm. can you think of any others that that you find trigger trigger the smoking habit um so i just want to back up like one step yeah. with the smoking so the whole it's a choice to smoke when you take when you start smoking that choice then actually is the beginning of creating a neural pathway yep. because when you smoke you get a hit of dopamine from the nicotine absolutely so that is it you've you've created the pathway okay so <laughs> now you're yep. craving it. Yeah. So you crave it. So now when you're in these situations that trigger it, you already have that craving before you've even entered totally. that situation. So it, it and it, it, it triggers uh, first, it triggers the urge or the habit alarm, whatever you want to call it. So it's that 
Uh, and you could do this with food. You could do it with anything. Okay. And it's just, you're thinking about it. And then it's like, oh, I need this. I need this. I need this. I need this. And, and, and it starts going and it's going and going and going. And you met your body will even send you signals of discomfort, right? So it can be uh, psychological and it can also be uh, physical, right? So it can be a mix of two, depending on the habit, depending on what it is, depending on the level um, of, of solidified, <laughs> solidified uh, habit, right? Some people would call it addiction, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the, the, the reality here though, is that the, the structure of it's the same. It's you have this antecedent, right? You have whatever happens, Oh, I'm stressed out. So stress triggers the urge, the habit urge to eat or smoke or whatever it is or drink. And then it goes into the behavior. Mm -hmm. So then you go and do the behavior and it, and it basically turns the alarm off and it makes you feel better. It's interesting with smoking when you think about it. And I, whenever I'm helping people quit smoking, like they, I, they don't realize that usually smoking is the first time of the day where they actually take deep breaths, where they're actually like relaxed. So I say, look, you can get a lot of the same feeling that you're getting without actually doing that behavior yes. and get that dopamine burst. So it's funny. I actually, um, I read a study. I can't remember where I read it, but it was a study where they had two people. One was playing the piano and one was making pretend that they were playing the piano. And when they, when they measured the levels of dopamine and brain activity, yep. they were exactly the same. Fascinating, right? It is. It, it really is really, really, really fascinating. And that brings me to the, uh, the study that blew my mind and made me realize, oh my goodness, our subconscious habits are running the show and making the decisions before we even get a <laughs> chance to do it. Yeah. Basically, there was a study in Europe and it, they had, they hooked these, uh, their brains up to electrodes and was watching blood flow. And they were giving these people two choices, an A choice and a B choice. And basically, uh, 90 to 95% of the time, the, uh, the people in the study, their brain would make a choice seven to 10 seconds before they made the choice. So like mm -hmm. they, it would, it would be like a or B and it would make the choice. So basically we're not really running the show folks. That's the reality here is that our subconscious is running the show 95% of the time. Yes. <laughs> and if you think about that, so, and then think about your brain has, I think they say it's like a thousand, like, terabytes of data like that's how vast yeah. it is and 95 percent of that is being run by your subconscious so literally every decision you make throughout the day is a subconscious wow. decision and a good example of this folks is if you've ever driven somewhere and you forgot how you got there don't <laughs> worry your subconscious was taking you there <laughs> right you're like, you, you wake up, you're like, how do I get here? Like, um, and it's just, it's really, really fascinating. It's powerful. And it just, it, it helps you all understand. And this brings me to this really important point. Cause we're at the antecedent now we're at the behavior. I want you to understand something. And this is, if you take nothing else away from this entire conversation, I want you all to understand this, this one thing alone, you are not your habits. I'm going to say that again. You are not your habits. 
Your habits is just part of what your subconscious allows you to do, right? These can be changed. And a perfect example is people are like, oh, I'm a procrastinator. No, you aren't. You just have a habit of procrastination. So it's not who you are. So a lot of times people, I am a, you know, they, they label themselves as something that they don't want, right? I'm a drinker. I'm a smoker. I'm a, um, you know, I'm a foodaholic, whatever it is. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, and, and if you label yourself as that, then you own it folks. So understand that all of these things can be changed. Absolutely can be changed. And just don't own something that you don't want. So you are not your habits and yet the habits run the show. So the behavior, it happens. It just goes through and does the thing. And then the consequence is whatever you, you know, some things, some of the consequences are positive. Some of them uh, in your eyes are not positive. And then you have a, a perception and an interpretation around that, that whole experience. And a lot of people, the, the reason I said that that was the most important part is because people then beat themselves up. They're like, I tried to do this. I tried to quit smoking. I tried to change my eating patterns. I tried to change my dating habits. I tried to change all of these things. You know, I tried to work on my business and, and then I went right back to where I came from. And they, they're like, they get to a point where they're like, there's something wrong with me. And there's nothing wrong with you the habits just strong. And most people try to break habits by willpowering them. Perfect example. You're like sitting at a table, pizza comes in. You're like, I'm not going to eat the pizza. 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 And just so you know, your brain doesn't understand the not. So it's like, I'm going to eat the pizza. I'm gonna pizza. Eat the pizza. <laughs> and uh, so you're, you're, uh, you, you are where your attention is. So that's going to be a big key to, to, uh, changing habits, folks. Right. So it's, uh, I love, I'm going to segue into a little bit about how this is changing these pathways is what we call mental fitness yep. because it is a muscle and you do Absolutely. have to practice and it takes time and you're not going to be you're not going to go into a gym for the first time and expect to walk out jacked and ripped in the way aesthetically you want to feel and stronger. And it takes time and you have to work and massage that muscle. And Absolutely. it's not always going to feel good. And it's going to feel foreign. And again, your subconscious is going to recognize that as change. And we've talked about this in previous episodes when you're going through change, your brain sees that as a danger. So essentially your subconscious views sabotage to change as self-preservation. Absolutely. So it is just, I know I can't swear, but mind boggling. Mind effort. <laughs> <laughs> we can, I just, some, I, and you'll I notice folks. We get the point across. Yes, yes, yes. There's, you know, sometimes I put the explicit on there, sometimes not. Um, just to let you know whether the key can listen to this in the car. Um, but the thing is, is that so, so, and, and, and it's interesting because there's two parts to this folks. There's the adding a new habit and then there's subtracting an old mm -hmm. habit. And really you want to pick one at a time. So 
when you're subtracting an old habit, this is how you, this is the brain-based method to actually do this. Okay. This will, this will uh, do amazing things for you if you do it. Now, when I tell this to people, um, a lot of people don't do it out loud. And the problem when you don't do it out loud is your mind is so powerful at this point, And this, the habit is so strong that it, it doesn't, uh, it, it needs you to do it out loud in the very beginning, just so you can really feel uh, you can communicate better with your mind. So the first thing is you you just say out loud, this is just a habit. It's not me. So you're just reap it. That's a pattern interrupt. You are reminding your mind. This is just a habit. It's not me. This is just my habit urge that feeling in your body, that thing. It's not me. And you know, I've evolved this and changed this with members based on their feel for it, but that's the basic premise of it. It's just acknowledging that it isn't you. It's separating you from the habits. Now you actually have some concrete uh, pieces where you can now change this. And this, the second key piece is, like I said, moving your attention. Because if your hat, let's say your habit is um, over drinking when you go out, if you're in a bar, and you stay in the bar and you look at your beer and you're like, this is just a habit. It's not me. This is just my habit. It's, it's not me. <laughs> and you stay in the bar. <laughs> you're not, you're going to be in a lot of trouble folks. Uh, it's not gonna, you got to move your attention, right? You have to shift your attention and uh, either get your physically get out of the environment or mentally shift your attention to something new and change the way that you're thinking about it. Um, because that is you, you are where your attention is. And then if you keep your attention on that thing, you will stay there. It's kind of, that's why people they're like, they're focused on what they don't want. I don't want to eat the pizza. I don't want to eat the pizza. I don't want to eat the pizza. I don't want to eat the, and they keep their focus on that. And therefore they, what do we all do folks? We end up doing the thing we didn't want to do because you are where your attention is. So if we don't move our attention, we're going to keep repeating the same habit and pattern over and over and over again. So, you know, we talked about relationships and um, when I was going through my divorce, a friend of mine um, to help me kind of clear my head said, think about it as addition by subtraction. So you're taking away something that wasn't good for you, something that wasn't healthy for you. And it's going to add to your life. So yeah. you have to look at it that way. It's the same thing with a, a habit that's not serving you and not getting you to where you need to be. You have to pull that away and know that you have to get into the conscious and yep. say, by pulling this away, I'm actually helping myself. And I actually have that written on a sticky in my bathroom because it. it was huge for me yeah. to remember that. Because some of those pathways, we're talking 30 years, 40 yeah. years. Yeah, you're bridging the gap and it's mm -hmm. fantastic. And that's why I said you doing it out loud is so important, right? Sure. And and a lot of times when people are either breaking ahead of it or adding a new one, they're not giving it enough time. And of course, they're beating themselves up when they're not perfect with it, right? So stop that, folks. Because the thing is, if you every time you make a mistake or whatever, that, that is simply just how, that's just your habit saying, Hey, I'm, I'm still here. Don't forget about me. Right. We, I thought we keep, um, am I, aren't we keeping you safe? Right. And isn't that what I do? Come on, come on, do more. Right. And, uh, 
and it also feeds that old pipeline and it's like you get that old old friend dopamine boosts right and then it it a lot of times people fall right back into that pattern and that's why you have to you have to just keep repatterning the new habit just as much and that's why with mental fitness and changing the way that we think we have to consistently focus on this until it becomes second nature and we got to let go of the judgment of ourselves of others of the situation and the comparison like you look at somebody else and you're like oh they can do it how come i can't do it it's not you it's a habit or or even if if that's a hurdle maybe you can replace it with gratitude Mm -hmm. which in, in my program gratitude is where we switch everything up because when you're in gratitude you you can't be anywhere else except for in gratitude yep. and it will change the course of your thinking and you know instead of comparison maybe be happy for someone else for sure and be and grateful no, for, yeah. for where you're at too because you have to be happy where you're at while you're on the way to where you're going right that that's and and know you're a totally different person too. Like you have totally different experiences throughout your entire lifetime. And your stuff that you're dealing with is a totally different subconscious realm than the, what they're dealing with. Like it's just two different pathways. Um, I think about food a lot when I think of this one, because the first thing you have control over is what comes in, right? So if like your mom puts a peas puree in and you're like, nope, not eating that and you spit it out like you're, you're already in that mode of, I don't eat this and I do eat this. And these are your habits that are starting to, to be there. And also as you're growing up, you're indoctrinated with so many habits. So much is just given to you. You don't even get to decide what it is. It's just handed to you. So we have to, number one, review, become aware. Number two, this is just a habit. It's not me. It's just a habit urge. It's not me. Shift your attention and then give it time, folks. Like the, the, the study was uh, that people share all the time. They're like, it takes 21 days to, they actually, that's not true. It's actually the average is 66 days. That's the average. And that's a, a good amount of time. And I don't think people give themselves enough grace and enough leniency and enough, uh, discernments to go through the process of transitioning into this new way of being with one habit at a time and just really looking at it and knowing that it, it's, it, it may take a little bit longer, you know, 60 to 90 days than you, you know, and that's obviously longer than a lot of people would like. Right. So it's, it's, you're, you have to think about gratification here, long-term and short-term, Mm-hmm. And I think there was, there was, uh, oh, it's called the, the marshmallow study. Have you heard about this? Oh, I had At my Stanford. son do it. Yeah, yes. it's great. I took so a video of it. It's awesome. It's awesome. So, you know, they offered kids a marshmallow immediately. And if they waited, they could have two and they didn't want to wait. <laughs> but a lot of them don't. And it's fascinating because there's also, uh, they did a follow-up on that and they started to see that it, it wasn't even just uh, 
that it was also looking at um different socioeconomic class and like the kids that were in the lower class where they were like i don't know if there's going to be another marshmallow so hell yeah i'm going to eat this right so mm -hmm. that also plays on your habits as well there's so many things that are built into this folks and you just once again you need to be very caring towards yourself you need to be very uh, loving towards yourself as you go through this process, because you're, you're doing amazing things for yourself as you start to shift out of one non-functional habit and shift into a functional one, because uh, a lot of people won't do it. And if you're doing it and you're becoming successful doing it, you need to count that as a massive win. You need to celebrate that. You need to celebrate that, right? So many of us are not rewarding ourselves when we're doing the new habit. So give yourself a reward, reward and track it. Those are two bonus tips there, folks. Rewarding and tracking it. Because I'm a big fan of the big uh, calendar, the like calendars you put on your desk and just like crossing out the X in the box. And once you start getting enough Xs, now you're streaking and you're, you're, it's, your mind doesn't want to break that streak. And that's another way to help you. And then think of rewards that would be functional for the thing that you're trying to change. A lot of people, when they're trying to change their eating habits, they reward themselves with junk food. Not necessarily functional folks, right? <laughs> so think about what your reward is. Yes. And that your kids are a little too young, but I know that there are a lot of parents out there listening right now. So this is a little perspective on Snapchat. So every time your kids are snapping with their friends and they have what's called a streak, how many times they've snapped back and forth. Mm. Every time that streak is hit, they're getting a hit of dopamine. Oh yeah. So they will go 300 days or three, 300 snaps. It could be a couple in a day, I guess. Think about the fact that that's actually a habit where they're receiving a feel good hit so that's why their 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 phones are in their hand all the time. Yeah, and, and they that's think it's, any that's yeah that's any social media, right? Yeah, right. So these kids, some of these kids have their phones at six. Usually, hopefully, you know, there's some kind of monitor there. But just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind that you know that that is creating a pathway and an attachment to something that when you pull that away will be painful. Oh, totally. Oh, uh, so, we, we, we could do a whole episode on social media addiction, right? Like there, there's yes. that, but at the deepest root, it's a neural pathway that's been developed and it's something that we do. Uh, if you take away a phone, they get the habit urge. Oh my God. And it just <laughs> panic. Uh, panic, right? And yes. it's, um, like, the, you know, one of the things I do with my members is uh, dopamine fasts. So it's, it's, it, that's a whole different thing. We're not going to get into it today, but it can really be beneficial to reduce that panic and that uh, habit urge that kind of pushes you into it and, and gets you into that space. So I, I think we did a fantastic job pulling this all together. Let's, let's kind of wrap it up in a, in a, a bow here and mm. really just I think my biggest thing that I want people to walk away with is knowing that the habit isn't you. If you take nothing else away, because that's going to allow you to have less judgment on yourself and more discernment. 
um, and know that you can change it. So that's the biggest one that I would like people to walk away with. Is there anything mm. you feel like you? And my biggest uh, takeaway would be that this is a muscle mm-hmm. and it takes time and it takes practice. And Matt, you talked about the peas and your kid might spit the peas out. It took my kids at least 10 to 12 times with broccoli and me cooking it a million different times, different ways and preparing it different ways for them to accept it and enjoy it and now love it. So give yourself time and patience. Yeah. Honor yourself that because it is a muscle. Absolutely. So folks, think about it. What's the habit that you want to change? What's the one that you either want to remove or add into your life that's going to make this happen. And if you need extra support, you can always reach out to Andrea and I and, you know, connect with us. And we would love to support you on that journey of, of habit change, because there's so many different modalities and different ways to help you through that, that, you know, we may be able to support you with. And if you felt like this was helpful, it gave you some insight, definitely share it, share it with your friends, family, people that you think could benefit from this. And if you like this, definitely uh, give us a rating uh, wherever you get your podcast and check it all out. And we look forward to coming back in the next episode and continuing this, this uh, habit journey and this journey to release the mental, physical, and emotional weight and rise folks. So have a wonderful rest of your day and we'll see you in the next episode.